Salam everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Back from Fej. If you'd like to skip straight to the discussion, it's about 10 minutes in. Otherwise, I'll be giving the context for today, which is about forgiveness. So today, as I said, we'll be tackling the hefty topic of forgiveness, which follows well from last week's topic, as we were talking about the fact that making mistakes is what defines the ideal Muslim. It sounds paradoxical, but as Enes narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, كل بني آدم خطاء. Every son of Adam sins. وخير الخطائين التوابين. And the best of the sinners are those who repent. So this episode will be split into the following format. Firstly, we'll talk about God's name as Al-Ghafur, the most forgiving, and Al-Afu, the greatest partner, and what we can learn from that. Then we'll go into how to go about implementing forgiveness into our lives, so forgiving others and ourselves. So contrary to the quote I just said, we won't really be focusing on repentance and asking forgiveness from Allah in this episode, but rather how and why we should acquire this quality in our day-to-day correspondences. And as always, we're not scholars, we're just trying to do the best with what we found, scouring the internet, and giving our own perspective on top of that. Okay, let's start by first unpacking what most scholars call divine forgiveness the utmost and absolute manifestation of forgiveness in God, as we know him through his names of Al-Ghafur, the most forgiving, and Al-Afu, the greatest partner. But why explore God's qualities, which are magnitudinal in manifestation, when we as humans cannot ever strive to achieve a fraction of them? Well, in a book Ella and I were reading about the philosopher Ibn Arabi's thoughts on the perfect human, he keeps coming up, He describes that the perfect or complete human is one that cultivates all the divine names, so the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in themselves, in the right proportion. So striving to achieve a fraction of the virtuous qualities embodied by Allah is a journey that will not only help us gain ajr and thawab, good deeds, by intending to be better people for the sake of Allah, but will also help us learn a lot about ourselves in its obstacles. Okay, so we know that Al-Ghafur and Al-Afu are generally synonymous for the fact that God is the most forgiving. But I'd recently learned a slight nuance in their difference that you might be interested to learn. Al-Ghafur, which means the most forgiving, comes from the root word Ghafura, which means to forgive, obviously, but it also has two other derived meanings. To cover or put a screen on something, and to fix or resolve something. So when Allah forgives a sin we have committed in the sense of ghafara, we understand that this deed is concealed, or overlooked in a sense, and resolved. Now the difference between that and al-afu comes when we contrast the word roots, where af, which also means forgiveness generally, has the other meaning of removing or excusing something. In terms of divine terms, af is also seen as a favor or a courtesy from God, And you may be familiar with this definition from our daily usage of it, if you're Arab, to say you're welcome, afwan, after helping someone out. So, in terms of deeds, some sources say that it is a step further than forgiveness, a complete pardoning of your mistakes as if they were never there. That is why the Prophet, peace be upon him, had advised Aisha radiallahu anha with the following dua to repeat, especially on Laylatul Qadr. اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فعفو عني where we ask Allah for his عفو a favor to excuse our sins 
Now, after that mini-linguistics lesson, we know that forgiveness often involves the resolution of some event where you've been wronged by choosing to work through it and excuse it in some way. I'll be honest, this episode was difficult to write because I don't believe I've got a solid standing on that quality just yet. In an attempt to boil it down to its basics, I started exploring it from an evolutionary perspective. What really is the survival advantage of maintaining this quality? The short answer, unsurprisingly, is that it maintains social groups, so that when someone wrongs you, which they inevitably will because we're all human, you don't automatically cut them off from your tribe. But it goes slightly deeper than that. When they wrong us, looking at it from a utilitarian view, we assess the pros and cons of keeping this person in our lives. The question of, does their allyship outweigh the hurt that they have caused? On the one hand, cutting this person off will ensure that we don't encounter a similar situation from them in the future. But we do risk the possibility of losing a bunch of allies, if we happen to be close with their families and people close to them. However, the important thing to note here is that forgiveness, especially when we've chosen to keep that person in our lives, doesn't happen in a vacuum. It isn't a one-man job on our part. Our ability to forgive that person also necessarily relies on the other person's assistance and effort. They need to show us that they are taking the necessary steps to make amends and to grow from that event. I also want to say that forgiveness isn't an obligation and doesn't have to happen straight away. If the event hurts too much to even fathom or process, you need to give yourself the distance and space required to be able to feel the hurt because you deserve to. Then you can engage in that cost-benefit analysis afterwards. I like to think of it as a tool to move forward, which helps us more than anyone else. What used to make it so difficult for me is that I would try to process the event all while still suppressing the hurt, which would then make it resurface in the form of self-pity and shame, and I would just keep viewing the event from that lens but you need to peel each of the layers of the conflict slowly to get to the core, stopping to intently process each layer. That felt like a Shrek reference. (laughs) But anyway, perhaps the most difficult person to forgive is yourself. Humans aren't perfect and you can't change the past. We know that. In the previous episode, Elat talked about some advice that someone had once told me surrounding regret of the past. That you just need to put as much time between the current you and the old you who did things that you are not proud of. It makes you think of progress linearly, like on a timeline, and says, I don't accept the version of me that did this at that point in time, call it T1, and as long as I don't intersect with that version, in other words, do that bad thing that I'm not proud of again, then I'll have some peace of mind. It's an all-or-nothing approach, black and white in a way where you just keep running away from T1. It denounces any opportunity for acceptance. The more productive approach is to really self-reflect and analyze why you went about it the way you did, so that you can recognize certain patterns in your behavior and point them out in future situations. Basically, you rewire your brain. Then, you can forgive and accept that part of yourself by firstly recognizing that you acted that way with the knowledge that was available to you back then. And secondly, acknowledging that the fact that you disagree with your actions 
is the first step to growth. So we've talked about forgiving ourselves and others, but what about when we really can't find it in ourselves to forgive someone? We'll quickly touch on what it means to forgive someone for the sake of Allah and how it can help us. First of all, I want to highlight that in Islam, forgiveness is a virtue, not an obligation. It shows that you are righteous and have high moral standards. We can look to the Prophet, peace be upon him, as a prime example of this in action, where he would repel all evil and hurt caused to him with kindness, as the Qur'an had advised us to do in Surah Fasalat, Ayah 34, the rough translation of which goes as follows, And not equal are the good deed and the bad. Repel evil by that deed which is better, and thereupon the one whom between you and him is enmity, or hatred, will become as though he was a devoted friend. And we do see this in action, where when the Ta'if tribe abused him and disbelieved him, God sent the angel Jibreel to destroy the village for mistreating him, but instead he was merciful and made du'a for them to be guided, because they, quote, did not know what they were doing. He was always forgiving of his enemies and would set them free after battles, hoping that it would give Islam a good rep as a religion of peace. To me as a kid, though, forgiving someone for the sake of Allah manifested as the catchphrase Allah Samhak, which translates to God forgive you, where rather than seeking revenge when someone wrongs you, you simply tell them Allah Samhak. Looking back, it was a pretty effective substitute for revenge because it felt like an invisible slap in the face, connoting God forgive you because I won't, or I hope God forgives you because what you've done is very bad and I will get my justice on the day of judgment but it does propel you to move forward in the process of resolving a conflict in a way. Now that I'm older and able to reflect on that naivety, forgiving someone for the sake of Allah means recognizing that that event was a trial that you were put through to learn and grow from. It is recognizing that that person was also working with what they knew at the time, and, is, and it is also acknowledging that your justice will be served in the hereafter, if not resolved now. And all of this is not to say that when we forgive, we forget about the event too. Our forgiving implies that we acknowledge that such an event happened, have felt all the feelings, and noted all the lessons to be learned from the event in our itinerary. And now we'll move on to the discussion portion of this episode. Now me and I are going to talk about our experiences of, with forgiveness and why we chose this topic. So, Hala, why did you choose this topic? No. Because actually... So, yeah. No, no, no. Because actually, this topic is different from all... From the first two previous ones that we've done. Because the first two, I would say, are more, like, conceptual. Like, mm-hmm. what is the ideal Muslim? Or how are Muslim women perceived? But forgiveness is something that everyone undergoes yeah like has encountered in their life and will continue to it's have more to... universal yeah so and it's an emotion also like yeah. so yeah. why did you choose this one because you're the one who chose it not me <laughs> <laughs> it is true you you chose you're it. the one who chose it not me um <laughs> i don't know i just felt like it's something important to talk about especially in religion because we were just talking about the ideal muslim and how like the epitome of that is making mistakes 
but also we're pretty harsh on ourselves. And I don't think, I mean, I've talked to you about this. Both of us, or me personally, I don't know how to forgive properly. So I thought, why not delve into the topic and maybe learn something along the way? Because, I mean, as a kid, I used to, un until my teens, I think, I would hold like hard grudges. Because <laughs> I was a perfectionist. So I would hold everyone, I mean, I would hold myself to the high standard. But I'd hold everyone to a high standard as well. And if they did something wrong and didn't apologize or didn't care about it, I was just hyper aware that they did something wrong and they didn't even know. And so I thought maybe we could explore that. That's interesting because I would say only up until recently, I was like the exact opposite of you where I wouldn't, but I wouldn't say. So now you hold grudges? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, um, like, I would always think, like, I would, especially when I become friends with someone, because I don't think you enter the realm, well, you can enter the realm of, like, forgiveness, even if you're not friends, but I think a lot of it stems from, like, maybe, a, like, a certain type of hurt that only someone that you love and care about could inflict on you, but I used to go, like, <clears throat> I disagree. Oh, well, it's okay. Well, they just said, sorry? I disagree. My work acquaintances. <laughs> I don't forgive them. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, um, the thing is that obviously you also have to forgive like random like actors in your life who like hurt you like unintentionally or intentionally. But I think the hardest for me, personally, the hardest type of forgiveness is when that person was someone that you cherished in your life. But anyway, I used to be the type of person who would be like, oh, okay, well, well, it's whatever. Because the thought of losing someone or like tainting the relationship or like damaging it in any kind of way was like worse to me than to realize like, oh, I've actually been really hurt by this person and there should be a certain level of accountability taken by them like also so i can so i can properly forgive because then i without that i'm just shouldering the burden on myself like thinking it's something like personal about me or stuff like that yeah that's what i would do <laughs> i thought you said you held grudges no like probably child hedda would hold grudges but then if people kept wronging me when I was in my teenage years, and back then I had like really low self-esteem, I would just um, perceive every relationship that was like that as fake. So like it, it didn't matter to me because it was fake anyway. So why? Like it's basically saying if there's no premise to be hurt, then you don't even need to forgive them because in the first place, you shouldn't even be hurt because it isn't something valuable. And yeah, obviously that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was why I chose this topic. I think it's important. A lot of people struggle with forgiveness. Us included. So do you know how to forgive now? I mean, well, you'd have to listen to the context to figure out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think unpacking it um, actually helped maybe direct like the path or the process I would go through if I were to want to forgive someone when they wrong me. Mm. I think also when 
we talk about forgiveness, I would say it's like split into four categories, like four situations. Like there's one and in each four? of those situate like each of those situations you react differently mm-hmm. and forgiveness like manifests in different forms. Like I would say if I were to list them out, I would say one of them which I already mentioned, which is like when there's like just some random actor like in your life and they do something like they impose some kind of hurt on you mm-hmm. and you like it's just like a, a, a glimpse in your life like maybe some interaction in middle school or whatever but it impacts you that's one I would say the other is when you've both when you're in a relationship like platonic whatever and you both hurt each other maybe to the same degree or maybe one has hurt one more the other like whatever then you get into like a moral discussion but there has been hurt inflicted on both parties and both parties have to forgive the other and are accountable to a certain degree Mm -hmm. and then I would say the third is when you hurt somebody else like maybe provoked maybe you wanted to hurt them or maybe it was unintentional but you did end up hurting them and they didn't deserve that which I don't think we speak of when we talk about forgiveness we don't really talk about that aspect like we almost don't want to acknowledge that we we have the ability to hurt somebody else forgiving ourselves I think wanting wanting to be forgiven by that person but and while also holding yourself accountable accountable and seeing that as a learning situation sorry yeah accountability Yeah. And the last one, and I think, I don't know if this is the hardest one or if it's just, or I just find it to be the hardest one because it's the one I've had to like encounter recently when somebody hurts you, like um, a friend. It's basically the third relationship, but reversed where you're the one on the opposite end who has been hurt for like no justifiable reason. And the other person has even admitted to that. I find that to be the hardest one to process because you have to forgive yourself and try to forgive the other person so why would you have to forgive yourself in that situation i think i think because like every what's that quote every reaction has an every action has has (laughs) every I sound so stupid. What is that quote? Every every action has a reaction, right? So I think we or me, like when we're hurt by someone, we do want to think of what what happened, like what made that. And also if you're like reflecting on the situation, like what happened to make that sort of hurt or to cause that type of person to hurt me. So then you start running through scenarios. But it like, could have nothing to do with you. The thing is, is that it does have nothing to do with you, but when that initial action happens, it's like, it's not like I'm immediately like, well, oopsie, <laughs> like, it has nothing yeah, to do with me. <laughs> you're obviously hurt, but yeah, while you're so, trying to process it, it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with you because they're projecting. But that's the thing, though, like, part of the processing, or at least for me, the part of the processing was like, Wow, what, like, what, not what did I do to deserve this, but what, what about me? Because none of my actions compelled them to do that. So what about me intrinsically caused them to, Mm. 
to react in that way. Like maybe if I was less like this or more like that or whatever, then they wouldn't have treated me in that way, which obviously is unhealthy. And it's like, you can't take accountability for somebody's like actions towards you. Well, in, in some cases, yeah. In some, but we haven't done anything. Yeah. When you haven't done anything to provoke it, it's like, why am I shouldering this blame when it's, when it's their guilt, like it's their injustice that they have to take care of. So I do, I've been I, through that too. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's hard. Cause it's like, you also have to like, in the process of re- like, of recovering from that, you have to like, <laughs> like, I don't know if a lot of people do this, but when I'm trying to like reflect and grow from a situation, I see like this past version of myself who's obviously like still connected to me but I have to kind of like um like mend her like 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 take care of her like repeat phrases to her so she would so she understands like it wasn't her fault or wasn't like her to blame Mm -hmm. I don't know if people do that I don't do that but that seems like a healthy way to approach it Mm. I mean I feel like my perspective, like, when I'm trying to process it, I just slowly take off the self-blame lens that Mm -hmm. I put on that must have been something to, like, something to do with me or something about my personality or the way I'm acting. And then I, like, connect all the clues (laughs) and and just form a conclusive judgment about that person from the way they've acted. And then from that, you know that no matter, like, even if you repeat the situation a hundred times and act a bit differently or do something, like, it's not going to change who that person is. You can't change people. Especially if they don't see anything wrong with the the way they're acting. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not a you problem, basically. Yeah, I agree. Most of the time. When they just indiscriminately, like, cut you off. Yeah, just unprovoked. Just unprovoked. <laughs> um, but also, like, if we go to the, what was it again? Like, the third situation where you're asking someone else for forgiveness. I think it's also pretty difficult to be in because you have to go into it knowing that they might not forgive you for what you've, like, done to them. And also, you can't. It's not like you can force them to forgive you. You just have to, like, hear out their perspective and see how you can change from that situation and just acknowledge that this person may dislike you for something that you did. Um, I mean, I talked about this in the context, but yeah. So when you're the one asking for forgiveness, there should be some empathy involved. Like, if, if that were to happen to you like you you would need space first of all even even if you even if the other person regrets it you need to give them space and you also like showing them that you're taking accountability and like that you really regret your actions helps a lot and then if they choose to stay in a relationship with you whatever it may be then that's a good thing if not then at least you're taking accountability and then um, you can, I guess this is more for you. Like taking accountability helps alleviate some of that um, guilt that you, that you feel for 
doing that, whatever it may be. But also, when you put yourself... Because you might have been in that situation that the other person that you've hurt is in, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to react the way that Mm -hmm. you reacted. And, like... (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, this is a tough like episode like when you first told me you wanted to do this i was like i wasn't opposed to it but i was like wow this is <laughs> this is gonna yeah. be a bit difficult it was really hard to do the context yeah. because i'm not like a star for you like at forgiveness or anything so mm-hmm. but baby steps you know also in the context we mentioned that i mean i mentioned that um like forgiveness is one of uh, God's qualities, and that cultivating God's qualities in you in the right proportion is something very virtuous and something that we should strive for. But we haven't talked about being like too forgiving. Can being like the, the extreme? Can being too forgiving be a downfall? And like, what's the threshold of forgiveness? Like, when when should you maybe not forgive the person that? repeatedly does bad things to you i think in the muslim community especially we like we tend to like Mm -hmm. abuse like this emotion of forgiveness and how it's and like in terms of preaching it like we do preach about it a lot because you know it is a it is a huge portion of islam like even in your worship to god like you are repenting, like, asking God for forgiveness. So naturally, like, we are told that we should extend that forgiveness for others. But, like, when... I don't think that should be used as a leverage to to tell someone, well, you, you should just forgive them, so... Because God will be happy with you. Because, first of all, like, in situations <laughs> of abuse and... Um, Victim blaming... Yeah, it's really victim blaming. Like it, you should see it as a way of like healing. And if the person, like, just because you don't forgive that person, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're holding on to a grudge. Like, which is how they try to frame it. Like, oh, it's it's weighing on your soul. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> I just don't forgive them. Like, like I can't I can't bring myself to forgive that person because actually to say that I forgive them when I don't weighs more on my soul (laughs) than it does like like this person is walking around thinking that they're like okay with like (laughs) the stuff that they did like what is it like I don't think this doesn't make any sense like um but like and I I don't think you can be too forgiving I just think you're just being a pushover like you're not actually being wow really You're not actually being like that forgiving of somebody. Like you're just like in the in the moments where okay, this is obviously I disagree. from my perspective. It's I obviously from my my per- okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> it's obviously from my perspective, mm-hmm. but in the situations where I thought I was being like really forgiving of people's faults, it wasn't forgiveness. It was just wanting like reassurance. Like wanting, like not not wanting to be perceived by other people in a certain way. Like, oh, I didn't, mm. I didn't want to be perceived as someone who held onto grudges. Like, it's yeah. just about yeah. 
like perception, but if you have your own, you should have your own moral, moral boundaries laid out. And if someone, and obviously this isn't to discourage people from going and apologizing, but like simultaneously you have to realize that not everyone is going to reciprocate that apology. And also an apology, an apology isn't it doesn't enough, always like, honestly. fix anything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like yes, that is part of the first step, but there has to be change. And not just not just you saying that you've changed as a person. Because I can sit here and say that I've changed, but I'm sure that. that Yeah, like I'm sure that somebody will think no, like she's the exact same person as she once was. You have to show it through your actions in relation to that person. How else are they gonna know? Mm. Honestly, Mm. I forgot your question. (laughs) No, it was it was being it can being too forgiving be a downfall. I think um I mean you may be perceived as a pushover, but for some people, I feel like they have like a stoic presence. Like things just don't matter to them that much. And so it depends on your own threshold of what, like of what you're affected by and like the role you played in the situation. Because some people might perceive something as like not a big deal, but if you... (laughs) If you're more of a feeler or if you're hyper aware of the way things are playing out. Put that situation in context to that person's life. Like maybe this is like something that's triggering for them or that mm-hmm. something that's occurred before, you know? Sorry, mm-hmm. continue. I mean, I forgot what I was going to say, but I guess you get the point. You can't force your own um, like guidelines of forgiveness or um, like demand forgiveness from someone because you don't know... I guess what's going on and what's worthy of forgiveness in their opinion like something might seem like no big deal to you and it's happened to you a lot of times but then when you do it to someone else it really affects them and as you said it could be really triggering and so that's why I think you just need to be aware of the your differences I guess between people I think also there's like when when someone wrongs you there's also like a lot of emphasis um and that you i don't know how i feel about this because when someone wrongs you and let's say you you don't forgive yourself and you also don't forgive them i do think this is gonna be really contradictory but i do think that you should forgive yourself but i don't think that you have to forgive that other person and you shouldn't be you shouldn't have when the someone pressure wrongs of, you? Yeah, if someone wrongs you, like, you shouldn't have, like, you shouldn't apply that pressure on yourself to say that you should forgive them. Like, there's this thing in psychology, it's called unhelpful thinking styles. And there's, like, a list of a bunch of, a bunch of them. And one of them is that you shouldn't use critical should. words. Oh, yeah. Like, like should, should must. must, or ought to. Because mm-hmm. it can make you feel guilty or that you've already failed. And when you apply that also to other people, it can make you feel like frustrated with them. Like, why aren't they asking, acting like this when they should be acting like that way? Mm-hmm. So, Also, should think, according to who? Like, everyone has different principles. Mm-hmm. And that's why you should discuss whatever, whatever's hurting you or whatever happened with the other person. Like, the other person is 
mandatory. Like, you, I said this, I mentioned this in the context, but, I mean, I guess you can forgive, like, the other person while processing it yourself, but if they haven't done, if they haven't, like, interacted with you or, like, tried to talk through with you th- about your own perspective and their perspective and what happened, it's really hard to um, excuse their actions or, like, try to foster a relationship if they don't even, like, care to hear your perspective. Honestly, I'm gonna... I think I have to disagree because Mm. (laughs) you you should... um, Like, I agree. I do... I don't know, because I do agree with what you said. But Mm -hmm. also, sometimes even when the other person confronts you and they give, like, and I'm talking about the situation where, like, you've been wronged by for no justifiable reason, like, just unprovoked. Sometimes when the person gives their reason, like, like their mental state at that time or the difficulties that they've been going through, I, I think that it's not... Bruh. <laughs> I think it's I, not relevant. I was emphasizing more, like, them hearing your perspective, like, why you were hurt. And why it's hard oh. for them to, for, it's hard for you to forgive them, but um, them like blaming, like not taking accountability and blaming like other aspects of their life, like that that might be why they acted that way. But they still need to take accountability. Like you, you still have a responsibility to your friends. Yeah. To act in a certain way, and if you need space, then you tell them, "I need some space right now," or "I can't do whatever right now," and they'll understand. But. <laughs> I hate I hate when people just don't take accountability for their actions. That's a, that's a major think, pet peeve. I think that might also it might also be like not to defend them or whatever, but especially in like pop culture and like YouTube drama, they do say what? like wait 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 they do say like I'm taking accountability. But what is like what do you mean like what is that? What do you mean by your taking accountability also? Because what I think taking accountability means is like different from the other person as well. So they're like, oh, I'm taking accountability. Yeah, but you just saying that you're taking accountability doesn't... Or like acknowledging that you did wrong. I also don't see that... Like that's like not even fulfilling... Like if accountability is a bar, that's like fulfilling (laughs) like one fourth of it. What about the rest? Like I think... Like there has to... be action there has to be change. you know with jenna marbles when she like quit youtube <laughs> where's this <laughs> no, because, yeah. because you were talking about youtube like youtuber drama and i just yeah, yeah you know all the apology videos just flash through my brain of like fake apology videos and crying whatever but like when jenna was i think she was accused of she wasn't accused she did she did blackface mm-hmm. in her like old youtube days like, how she took accountability was, I think she took down, and I don't know if she took down her channel, but she just quit YouTube. I think, like, that's the lowest bar of accountability that you can do, if we were talking in that sense. But, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I guess the other, the wronged party can have a say in what accountability means, because they're the wrong party. Like, if mm-hmm. if she wronged black people, then I think their goal there was to de-platform, like, de-platform that person. And that's what she gave to them. Or like she took a break or whatever. So yeah, that's why I was saying you should discuss it with the other person. Like how can you make it up to them? What what do they need in their healing process? Do like do they even want you present there in their healing process or not? 
I think that's like talking about that is important. But yeah, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> there is, um, yeah, there is one phrase that bothers me, or not that it bothers me. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's forgiving someone for God or loving someone for God, like doing some sort of like emotional act for God. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, we did already kind of touch on this earlier in the conversation bit, but I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like, like it's doing something for like a, a reason beyond for higher purpose. You. Yeah. How does that manifest? I don't know. Um, about the forgiving one, the way I presented it in the context was forgiving someone for for God is I think it's a process actually where you where you act or like you work towards forgiveness by recognizing that your justice will be served later. And the way that you go about it right now is like the virtuous or um like basically you go on a high moral ground and i guess give them the benefit of the doubt and know that your justice or whatever pain or hurt that you're dealing with is something that will be acknowledged by god like the most prominent example i can think of this is the prophet like when i was talking earlier about like stoic personalities or people who, who aren't like easily affected by most things i think the prophet peace be upon him would only be affected if someone like insulted their religion or god or something i I can't remember exactly but everything else like harm harm done to him like or people placing economic sanctions on them when they were in need like he just didn't used to take things personally it was always a fight against or like for islam you know i felt I i feel like when people talk about him or um when i hear about his stories it's always like I mean, he, he obviously has personal struggles and has gone through grief. We know that. But it, it feels like his, um, his pain is more, what's the word? Distributed? Mm. Or, I don't know, focused or reserved for what he sees as important. Which is just like the fight or the struggle of um, spreading Islam. I don't know. That's, that's what I think of. Mm. But, like, just one thing that you Mm -hmm. said how how is it like proper like real forgiveness if the like if the reason that you're forgiving someone or like that you're forgiving someone for god is because you know that they'll be held accountable for those actions or like god like god will take care of it because it's like is that forgiveness or is that just like Holding a grudge until the day of judgment. <laughs> yeah. Because, or not, it's not even holding a grudge. It's just like, well, like, God's going to take care of you. So I'm just not going to spend any time thinking about you. That is still kind of wishing, like, bad upon that person. Like, Or you could think because, of it as, like, the other way around is God listens to my worries and God is going to take care of me. So I guess venting your emotions to God and then, like, asking him to help you through this? I, I'm i not sure. But yeah, the thing that you mentioned, I mentioned that as um, a way that I used to think when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, oh, like, God forgive yeah. you because I won't. Yeah. Yeah, that they'd be held accountable later. So, 
I just don't have to worry about it because I'll just let it go for now and <laughs> the rest is up to God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think the way that I was like the, the way that we're taught to say it is um, or the way that we're taught to feel or process the emotion is I don't think this is like this is worthy of me. Like when you've tried everything else, I don't think this is worthy of my energy or effort. So just wishing that, like, what's the word? <laughs> I keep losing my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay. Wishing upon them something good, that God bless them or God forgive them. And then, like, parting with that issue, I guess. It's like diffusing it, sort of. Because you know that there's an authority that has your back. Like, sort of passing on that, yeah, like, that hatred and resentment or, like, that that difficulty mm-hmm. to the other person so and it's just taken care of like spiritually yeah in a way yeah because when it's also when you say that like when it's been said to me it makes me like reflect on my actions because mm-hmm. <laughs> when someone like um makes dua that god forgives you they're acknowledging that you did something wrong and that you should go and repent right now. Yeah. I don't know. It made me feel really guilty when it was said to me. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really harsh saying. Like I'm like I'm not it's gonna a, lie. It's supposed it's supposed to be like, um, like blessing them. But yeah, there are two sides to that coin. <laughs> yeah, because you are kind of like making dua. Like I hope like you know God like God forgives you for this thing. Because of this thing that you did to me was so awful. <laughs> like, God should forgive you for it. But, yeah. I don't know. I still don't know. We both don't forgive. know. <laughs> I guess that's just the, like, the process of living, I guess. There's no, there's no, there's no format. There's no guideline. There's, there's no guideline, yeah. I mean, the Quran, but. <laughs> yeah, but it's about, like, implementing that, like. We can say all of this, like, obviously, like, for example, like, going back to how we manifest as God's characteristics that we said in episode two, and I think you mentioned it in this episode also, like, yes, but it's something that we need to cultivate. That's just like, what can I say? (laughs) Do you have anything else? Um, no. Cool. Okay, so this episode is coming to an end. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) <laughs> and and we hope you got something from our vents. <laughs> <laughs> it's a learning process for both for both of us. <laughs> but yeah. So we'll see you in the next one, inshallah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>